What's going on, family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to My Hope Center podcast, your place for motivation, hope, and empowerment. We must all suffer from one or two things. That is the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. I'll say it again for those in the back. We must all suffer from one of two things. The pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The pain of sacrifice or the pain of disappointment. The growth that comes only by the means of discomfort or the pain of staying stuck by the means of comfort. In life, you're going to suffer one way or the other. But choose today what you're willing to suffer for. He says, I place before you life or death. Choose you today. Which will you pick? In life, you're going to suffer. And here it is. I want you to, in the context of vision, why understanding that pain is vital and important, the reason I'm saying this is absolutely important for you within the context of vision because here it is, if you don't realize that you have to choose to suffer for a vision, you're going to suffer either way. But here it is, when you have a vision in life, I, I hope that my tin catch it, purpose is given when you have a vision and pain is used for purpose when you have a vision so when you go through things but you have a vision you realize I'm not going through this for any reason but this is helping me to get closer towards my vision I know I'm gonna do a little working today I know I'm gonna have to work Going through pain and waking up sore in the morning for no reason is pointless. You're ready to catch it. But waking up sore because you worked out the night before is worth it. Staying up all night reading books for the sake of it and losing sleep and being fatigued and exhausted the next day for no reason is pointless. But when you study all night because you have an exam, it's worth it. So there's pain of sacrifice, pain of praying when you don't feel like it. The pain of fasting even when your flesh is telling you, why don't you eat that fried chicken? The pain, the pain of, of managing your time, the pain of saving your money when everything inside of you is just telling you, go ahead and buy that now. But when you have a vision, it makes the pain worth it because you know what you're looking towards. You know, it is vision that gives pain purpose. To suffer for no reason is pointless. But when you know that everything that you go through is being used to either teach you a lesson, to strengthen you, or to reveal what's inside of you. Say, oh, I wish I had somebody. There are some things that you will go through in life and you will realize strength that you did not know you had. And it took some battles. It took some scars. It took some people leaving you. It took some people disappointing you. It took some people from turning their back on you for you to realize there was something inside
inside of me that I did not know I had. There were some prayers that I did not know I knew how to pray, but it wasn't until I went through the battle that I lifted up my hand and I found out what it really means to worship through the storm. I wish I had about 10 people in this place that would say, God, thank you that you use everything to strengthen me. You use everything to make me better. You use everything to make me wiser. Some things that you said, Lord, why did I go through that? And I know in the here and now it does not make sense. But when you have a vision, vision gives your pain a purpose. It's when you have a vision that you realize the things that you went through in your childhood that you wish you don't wish on anybody. The pain you went through, the trauma you went through, the battles you went through. And you're saying to yourself, why did I go through that? It is not till God gives you a revelation that those things were allowed in your life. And, and, and he's, not, he's not saying that he, that he sent it, but some things happen in our lives. But what God does is he turns those things that seem negative, the things that seem bad, the things that seem like they make no sense he can use all of that and he doesn't waste a hurt he doesn't waste a pain he says I can use it to help someone else because if you didn't go through that you wouldn't have the words of wisdom to speak to somebody that may go through the same thing that you've gone through this is good and it's not till you have a vision that you realize that that is the thing that gives you purpose. And so, and so, and so here it is. I don't want you to waste your suffering this year. I want, I want you to use the battles, the trials, the difficulties, the challenges that you have endured to use it to propel you to push towards the vision. Have you ever noticed that the ingredients of a cake, if you eat them alone, they will be terrible for you? If you ate a stick of butter, just a stick of butter, uh, yuck. <laughs> If you had just the dough, right, or the batter, and you just ate that, ugh. if you just ate raw eggs for no reason, it wouldn't do anything to you, but it just tastes nasty. But when you bring the ingredients together, my tendon left me. I need people in the back. <laughs> The ingredients within themselves are bitter, they're tasteless, they are uh, but when you bring the ingredients together, that's when you, you begin. This is delicious. This is amazing. Can I tell you, there were some things that you went through that were bitter in life. And you went through this season and you said this was bitter. And you went through that season and you said now it seems like it's pouring on me. And you went through this season and you're saying, God, why? But God can use those bitter experiences, put it together and make something valuable out of it. That's why he says he causes all things to work together for those, for good of those who are called according to purpose. So it is vision. It's when you have vision because here it is. 
uh, looking at situations with your natural eyes, if you're just looking at things with these, you will be discouraged, you will be hopeless, you will feel deflated, you will feel without hope, you will feel without joy. But when you realize and look at situations through spiritual lenses, through the lenses of faith, you will realize that God can use everything towards that vision. And so here it is. Discipline doesn't feel good. Time management. Some of y'all, the last couple, you, you just been you just been suffering because you don't know how to manage your time. My I got six now. I, my, I don't have ten. I got six now. And, and putting some structure and putting some system in place within your family because you just been going through the motions and you just been letting where you know some of y'all live this way. Wherever the wind blows, baby, that wind gonna blow you. And you're going to be lost and isolated by yourself. Talk about how did I end up here? Baby, because you were living as the wind blows. I was just been following my heart. I don't want you to follow your heart this year. I want you to follow Jesus. <laughs> I want you to follow Jesus. Baby, your heart, your heart will lead you in some situations that you're going to end up regretting. It'll, end you, it'll have you with some friends that you're like, Lord Jesus, when did I ever meet this person? It'll have you in a relationship saying, God, oh, why am I with this person? But when you follow the spirit of God, you will have no regrets. You'll go through pain. You'll you'll go through suffering you'll have to shed tears but you'll say in God everything is worth it Ooh, I wish I had a witness in this place that said I want to follow Jesus this year so here we go thank you so much brother just because you said that the Lord is going to bless you even more this year <laughs> it's important to have a vision because our God is a visionary it's important for you to, so when you get connected to the source of vision, you will inevitably begin to live with vision. He is the source of vision. Our God, the Bible says in Proverbs, and we read it last week, it's not on the screen, but the Bible says where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. He, the reason he, he knew that prophetic vision is vital for our lives is because he is a prophetic visionary. How do I know this? If you look all throughout the Old Testament, which was written uh, several hundred years before the New Testament, everything that was in the Old Testament came to pass the power of vision and of the prophetic. So here it is, because he is a visionary himself, the Bible here declares in John chapter nine, verse 39, Jesus said, for judgment I have come into the world so that the blind will see. Open up your Bibles right there where you are in Isaiah chapter 42, verse seven. I need everybody to catch this. Open up your Bible, Isaiah 42, seven. This is not on the screen, so don't wait for it here. If you have your Bible app, Isaiah 42, seven. Woo, I'm feeling this thing. Let me get through this, Jesus. Let me get through this. Online family, I hope you're being blessed already. I hope you're, you're connected and, and this word is ministering to you already. Isaiah, do you have it? Isaiah, if you have a Bible app, you should have found that instantly. The thing already has the tabs. <laughs> Isaiah 42.7, do you have it? Let me give you a second. Isaiah, it's in the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 42 verse 7. All right, we got it? All right. It says, you may have a different translation that I do, but look at what it says. To open, 
Uh, uh, eyes that are blind to free captives from prison and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. This is in the book of Isaiah. This was 700 years before Jesus. Now let's jump over to the New Testament. Let's jump over to Luke chapter 4. Look for it right there where you are. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. This is so good. Jesus in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, he's, he's giving his vision statement. And here it is. Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Let me know when you have it. Say, I got it, Pastor, if you got it. Ah, okay. So, so Isaiah was 700 years approximately before Jesus. Now we're over in the New Testament, and now Jesus is giving his vision statement, his purpose here on earth. Let's read what it says. It says, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Is that what it says on your? Okay. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. And what? Oh, come on. If you got your Bible, say it out loud. Come on. Recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. Jesus was manifesting vision. Hundreds of years prior, Isaiah had prophesied because our God is a visionary and has prophetic vision. And so now Jesus was the embodiment and the manifestation of the prophetic word. And he's given his vision statement. And one of his essential vital ministries was to give sight to the blind. It'll make sense. We're talking about vision. So if Jesus... In his vision statement, he said, I came to liberate the captives. I came to set people free. Those who are poor and oppressed, I came to give them life. And here it is, I came to give sight to the blind. This has to tell us that Jesus cares about vision. And he began, when Jesus rose, he was 30 years old when he began his ministry. And he had a miraculous healing ministry. He would heal the paraplegic. He would heal paralytics. He would heal those with withered hands. He would heal the lepers. But one of the most dominant miracles that he would do in the New Testament was healing the blind. I wish I still had about 10 that were still with me. Why did he take so much time healing the blind physically? Because it was vital for him to teach that when you live in blindness, not only physically, but spiritually, you will live life just wasting your time. You won't have any direction. You won't be able to go anywhere. You're going to stay stuck. You're going to be too reliant on people. You're not going anywhere. But when you have vision, it gives your life direction. It gives your life purpose. It gives your life a sense of fire to get up every day and to continue fighting. That's why he said, I came so that you may have sight not only physically but spiritually and for so long there have been so many of you in this room just living blindly for so many years you've been here it is I hope that you catch it you've been letting other blind people lead you 
And so you're wondering, why is my marriage the way it is? Why are my finances the way it is? Why is my spiritual walk the way it is? Why are my friendships the way that they are? Why is my family like this? It's because it's been the blind leading the blind. But you have come to this church. I said you've come to this church to not walk another year blindly, baby. Look at, look, at, look at the person beside you and tell them you're getting ready to see like never before. Just go ahead and prophesy over them and say you're getting ready to see like never before. Jesus will heal you and he will open up your blind eyes and you're going to see things the way they were supposed to be seen. You will see by faith and not by your natural sight. So here it is quickly because I, 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 know, I know I'm running out of time. I hope this is good, Brother Rich. I hope this is okay. I hope I'm doing all right. There have been three people. This is where the, what God told me. I got to give this prophetic declaration. There have been three types of people in this church that Jesus says, I want to heal them and I want to give them sight. There are three types of people that have been suffering with blindness, but there's different types of blindness. And so, and so the Lord sent me here on a mission today to proclaim prophetically over you that after you leave this place, you're going to leave this place seen there's the first kind of person and I'm a, and I'm a, and I'm gonna get through this quickly there's the first kind of person and that is the person that came to this place with absolutely no sight and you've never been able to see I'm talking about from the moment you you've been born you just been as soon as you think you're starting to see then somebody choo, just close your Let's go to the scripture. I'm going to help somebody today. I'm going to help somebody today. The book of John, chapter 1, uh, 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 chapter 9, rather, verse 1 through 3 says, As he went along, he, who's, who's he? It's referring to Jesus. He saw a blind man from the person in this place from birth you haven't been able to see. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. From birth. His disciples asked him, Jesus was walking with his disciples and they asked him, they said, Rabbi, in other words, teacher, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And this same thing, if you were born blind and you feel like all your life you haven't been able to see, if all your life you feel like you've just been in the dark, here is what the Lord says eh, unto you. Neither this man or his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God may, may be displayed in him. Can I tell the person that has had no sight? The work of God is getting ready to be demonstrated in your life. His power will be demonstrated in your life. And he will show you that even though you haven't had sight for all your life, he's getting ready to do a mighty work in you. Look at this. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And after saying this, he spit woo, on the ground, made some mud and saliva, and he put it on this man's eyes. Then it says, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came home seen. This has prophetic implication for those that have had no sight. Because for those that have never had sight, can I tell you what's going to open your eyes? 
the Word of God. The Word of God. The Bible says that he spit a very unusual miracle in the way that he did it. And he would often do these things to break religious mindsets because there are some miracles and some blessings that are going to come your way in unexpected ways. Uh, I'm going to enjoy this on the playback. Your, your amen and your claps were a little weak again. But it was with saliva that he did this unusual miracle. Saliva is substance that comes out of the mouth. And after, after he, he gave him the substance from his mouth, he said, go wash yourself. That's why the Bible says in John chapter 17, it says, sanctify them or wash them with your truth. Your word is truth. In other words, the substance that came out of Jesus' mouth, that is the word of God, is the thing that purifies, is the thing that cleanses, is the thing that sanctifies. The one that has had no sight, I speak to you prophetically that the word of God is going to cleanse your sight. The word of God is going to give you clarity. The word of God is going to bring you back to life. It is... The substance that came out of the word. For by the word of God, man shall live and not only off of bread, but by every word that proceeds out of his, his word. His word, his word, his word. There's a second kind of person here. There's a second kind of person here I want to speak to you. There's a person here uh, uh, or several people here that maybe you used to have sight, but you lost your sight along the way. There are some that had sight before. You used to be able to see. You used to be focused. You used to serve Jesus. You used to, you used to have a passion and excitement for life. You used to have, you used to wake up in the morning declaring that God is good. You used to wake up in the morning saying, saying today is a great day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But somehow along the way you lost your vision. And now you're feeling broken. Now you're feeling alone. Now you're feeling without hope. But can I prophesy to the person that lost vision? I want to let you know the Lord sent me to this place to let you know. You may have lost it, but this is your year that you will recover your vision in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Let's go to the scripture. The Bible says in Mark chapter 10, verse 46, it says they came to Jericho as he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho. Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it, Jesus was Nazareth was there, he began to shout out and say, Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on me. And many, many sternly ordered him to be quiet. Listen, when you start seeking and crying out to Jesus, there will be people that will try to shut you down. That's a message for another day because the people trying to shut you down, they may be in here, but that's all right. It says, when he heard that Jesus was there, he began to shout. Hmm. And he said, 
Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, call him here. In other words, the people that were trying to shut him down and try, trying to quiet him, they were the very people that had to go get him. And he says, take heart. They say to him, take heart. He is calling. And so throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and he came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, what do you want from me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, my teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. He said, let me see again. Meaning that this man knew what it felt like to see before. There is nothing like when you've tasted of the goodness of God. When you have had encounters and experiences and you let life, not God, because some of y'all been blaming him. Why did you allow? But that wasn't him. But you blamed him and you once tasted of his goodness, but now you've lost vision. There's nothing like being able to go where you wanted to go the way you wanted to do it and enjoy life and live freely and then ending up blind. But this man said, I can't stay stuck another year. I want to let you know the person I'm speaking to, if you lost your sight, you got to make a declaration to yourself that I will no longer live blindly. I can't do it another year. I can't afford to live another year without vision. I can't afford another year just wasting my time. I can't afford another year just letting my gifts go to waste. I wish I had 10 people. I can't let another year just letting my calling just leave me. I can't live another year just letting all that God has blessed me with just leave me and go to waste. I cannot afford it another year. He cried out to Jesus. See, you, can't, you can't be passive with this thing. You can't just be there with your arms folded and just saying, well, Lord, if it is your will, you know, some people pray that way. Lord, if it's your will. And he's right there. And he's just waiting on you to come. The Bible says that he came to Jesus. He might have stumbled. <laughs> he might have bumped into people. People may have been looking at him all kind of crazy because he was shouting, but he was blind. So he said, I can't see anybody anyways. It don't matter how you come, baby. What matters is that you actually come to him so he can give you sight. Uh, I'm going to enjoy this on the playback. The Bible says that Jesus told the man, what do you want me to do for you? He says, Rabbi, I just want to see again. Because I used to see, I lost my sight, and I want to see again. And Jesus tells him, your faith has made you well. There's a third person, I'm going to close with this. There's a third person, and 
this room that the Lord told me to speak to you. And that is the person that, the person that just had progressive vision. Meaning that you haven't been able to see the, the full thing yet, but you get little glimpses of it. But can I tell you this year, the Lord is telling you prophetically, this will be the year that you will see it clearly. Look at what the scripture says. Mark chapter 8, verse 22 through 26. They came to Bethsaida and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside of the village. Can I tell you, can I tell you that oftentimes in order for the Lord to do a miracle in your life, he has to take you from the familiar place that you've been in. In order for him to reveal and give you sight again, he has to pull you from the things that have been familiar to you. That's why he told Abraham, you're going to be a father of nation, but first you have to leave your land and go to the land that I will show you. He didn't have a GPS. He didn't have a navigation. That's why Abraham is the father of faith, because he literally just left that place and was just led by the spirit lord wherever you guide me that's where i'll go if i gotta make a left here i'll make that left if i gotta make a right here i'll make that right if i have to just stop here and just camp for a few days i'll stop right here and when you tell me to keep going i'll keep on going <laughs> that's why he's the father of faith because before he became a father of multitudes when he was just abram the lord told him back in genesis he said leave your land and leave your father's household. The reason he was telling him that is because his father's household was pagan. And he could not do the miracle for him to see by faith in an atmosphere where people were just going to pull him down and they were blind. So he says, so, so he pulls the man by the hand. And then the Bible says, Jesus asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I, I see people but they look like trees and once more Jesus put his hand on the man's eyes once again then his eyes were open his sight was restored and he saw everything are you able to read it well, it says he he saw everything can, can you say it again he saw everything can you look at the person beside you and tell him he saw everything can you tell the person beside you this year? Oh, y'all done left me up in here. Can you shake the person beside you and tell them this year you will see everything clearly? Everything. Can you see anything? That I can see, but it's a little foggy. This is for the people that you've been getting glimpses of your vision. This is the, for the person you've gotten bits and pieces of it. Oh, but under the unction of the Holy Spirit, I came to prophesy if I have 10 that would just receive it. I speak that this year you will see the vision come to life clearly in the name of Jesus. But in order for you to see have to come to the one that gives healing to the blind. Uh, 
This is more than just motivational rhetoric to, to fire you up and, and to get you going on your new year and your dreams and your goals. Uh, because you can accomplish dreams, goals, and objectives and still feel empty. You can get a promotion and still feel like you're broken. You can have popularity and still feel alone. You can have sight and still not go anywhere. So what I would, what I would pray for today is that, is that you will come to the one that heals the blind. But not only does he heal you, but then he gives you the ability to see so you can follow him. Bible says that when these blind men were healed, they began to follow him. <laughs> so what is the purpose of getting sight and seeing if you don't follow the one that gave you sight? So this year, my prayer for you I hope this was good, Brother JP. I didn't know how this was going to go. And I'm seeing some people, they're ready to go already. But that's all right. I just needed to share the way the Lord gave it to me because I just, I needed to prophesy over somebody that this is the year that you're, that you're called to see. But in order to see, you have to come to the one that sees. This year, it can't be uh, halfway in. Uh, one foot in, one foot out. This year, it can't be you dipping your feet in the pool without getting in. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all do that during the summer. You get your outfit ready to go to the pool. You get your, you get your gear ready. You get your, what do you call those? Your, your, your swimming goggles and everything. And you get ready to just sit at the poolside. And you see everybody just choo, getting in, and you're sitting there on the sideline wishing that you could just jump in, but, but you start talking about, let me just dip my feet in. Baby, you're going to stay there the whole time with your feet in. <laughs> this year, look at the person beside you and tell them, jump in, jump in the river, jump in the water, jump in, jump in, jump in, jump in. Because otherwise, you can't make an impact. There was a young man that said, that said, I want to make an impact. He was talking to a mentor. And, and so the mentor said, you, you, do you want to learn how to make an impact? And I want to ask you all, do you want to you learn how to make an impact? Okay, for my five. Let me tell you how to make an impact. So then, so then the, 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 the teacher, the mentor says to him, he says, pick up something and throw it in the water. Something that will have impact on the water. And he picks up a stone. And he throws it in. And he says, how was that? The mentor's looking at him like, that's the kind of impact you want to have? He says, I'll give you another chance. Do it again. And so the man grabs a bigger rock and he launches it in the water and it makes a bigger splash. And he says, how was that? And the man says, that's the kind of impact you want to make? The man started taking off his clothes. <laughs> took off his shoes and the, and the young man was just looking at him like I knew this man was crazy and now I'm seeing it I was feeling it the whole time something's wrong with him the man starts to take off his clothes takes off his jacket and then he just throws himself in the water 
And a young man says, what are you doing? And the, and the mentor says, this is how you make an impact. You've got to be all in in order to make an impact. This year, I want to know if I have a church that says, I'm going to be all in. Come on, if that's you, wave your hand at me and say, this year, come on, preach with me. I'm going to be all in this year. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to be all in this year. I'm not going to be by the poolside. I'm I'm going to get him the water. Come on, holler at me if that's you this year. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to be lollygagging. I'm not going to sit. I'm not going to sit by the wayside. But I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to follow Jesus. Because I've got to make an impact. Once again, thanks so much for tuning into today's message. I pray that it was a blessing to you. I'm so glad that you were able to hear today's message, but can I tell you there's nothing like the live experience. Would you join us on a Sunday afternoon at 1.30? We meet at Greenbelt Middle, 6301 Breezewood Drive in Greenbelt, Maryland. And so I want you to be there. I want you to get connected. You can find out more information on our social media at My Hope Center on every platform. And also you can check out more information at myhopecenter.org. I hope to see you soon. So until then, peace, love, and God bless.